0: Alright guys, I am back to another episode. I'm still on my floor in my bedroom, still stacked on some books, but that's okay. These are the things I do to make this podcast happen. Hopefully one day I could have like a room for podcast recording, but that's just not the reality right now and that's okay. We're gonna roll with it. So Today's topic has me super on a rant because I once had this very limiting belief that if a client went to someone I considered a competitor instead of me, I'm just this, like, huge, epic failure. Or I would sit and question, like, everything I did and shared if they decided not to work with me. Like, oh, did I give away too much? Did I not give away enough? Like, was my hair a mess? Like, (laughs) did they think that I was not worthy of their business? But here's the thing. I don't care how cliche you think I sound either. (laughs) The only person that you are in competition with is yourself. So while it's amazing to have an idea and keep your eyes on similar service providers and other business owners in your industry, you have to change your mindset if you're constantly worrying about losing out to those competitors. Here's why. Every single one of us is different. Every single one of us has different styles of working, different personalities, things that make us unique. And not to mention, there's enough business to go around for literally everyone. Sit on that for a second. I mean... Think about it. There's literally enough business to go around. There's so many people starting businesses in the online space right now. There's so many people starting businesses in general around the world that you can help. So I'm pretty sure in saying like there is enough business to go around. With that, I'm a big believer that success is a mindset. You manifest your path through whatever you believe to be true. I don't care how woo woo that sounds. Like it used to sound crazy to me, but as soon as I changed my mindset, to this place of positivity. And this did not happen overnight, by the way. I used to be a very negative person. But when I shifted that mindset, so much changed for me in my life. So again, you manifest your path through what you believe to be true. So manifest that ish. (laughs) So when I've lost, I'm using air quotes, lost a prospect to a competitor or in general, when I've lost a prospect, I look at it as a blessing in disguise because in some way, shape, or form, the universe said it wasn't meant to be, which is why I truly believe there's no such thing as competition, right? Whether that person went off to work with a competitor or a competitor, air quotes, (laughs) or whether they just decided not to make the investment at the time, like, there is a good reason for that. I'll let you sit on that one. (laughs) the only person i feel like you need to focus on again is yourself. So, i'm going to throw some tips your way for overcoming the heck out of this fear of losing business to air quotes competition or just losing in general so that you can feel so 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 confident in the service you provide and not bad an eye if you ever found out that a prospect chose someone else over you. So, my first one is feel really good about what you have to offer. So this is first for a reason. I'm kind of referring to this zone of genius mentality that we've all heard about. It's the place where you just thrive and time flies and you're just loving every second of what you're doing. And that's the thing. You really should love what you do, but you should also know how to do it well. And that is the ultimate confidence booster. What this means is that you turn down projects that fall outside of this zone of genius to help keep you in the zone of genius and really loving every second of what you do. Don't let that scope creep happen because someone needs this and you can do it, but it just doesn't light you up and it's something that you may even procrastinate on. So this makes it so much easier to sell yourself and your services if you have constant, can't think of anything I'd rather be doing moments in your business. Alright, so number two is gonna be make your life easier and have a foolproof way to get proposals and information to your prospects. So when I first started, however many years ago, <laughs> okay, it was like six years ago. It's not that long ago, but like looking back, like things were not as advanced as they are now with automations, which is just wild. But we're growing quickly, right? But when I first started, I was legit making proposals in Canva. And if you're doing that right now, there's nothing wrong with it. Oh my God, don't, (laughs) I'm not judging. But this was like not working for me. Like I was making them, downloading them, and sending them out of Canva. And like I was customizing every single one. And I hated making them so much. Like they were time consuming. I was a major noob. It would literally take me weeks to get one together. I also had a full-time job at the time, so that's part of it. But, I mean, the reality is that's a huge problem. So, prospects really want to know that you can be on top of things and that your proposal turnaround time is quick. In my opinion, it should be 48 hours or less. I even think, like, it has to be same day because (laughs) it's 2021 and the thing with that is that automations are more than ever right now. So if you use a software like HoneyBook or Dubsado, you should be able to have everything templated. And like, I mean, maybe you go in and tweak a few things, but like click of a button, proposal sent. So my suggestion is to make sure that you have templates for your services so that you can save that time and get that proposal out faster. Maybe all you have to do is change a few things here and there. And one of my bonus tips with that is. Don't be afraid to go the extra mile and customize things slightly for them. Like, I really don't like to spend more than 30 minutes to an hour on a proposal. That's a lot of time when you think about it for how many you send. So really be selective of how much you customize. But maybe all you have to do is show the transformation, a snapshot of that transformation that you see for them, or. Include some of their brand elements or imagery. Obviously don't go overboard and don't give away too much information, like a robust strategy that they could just say like, Oh, all right, I'll figure that out. Give them something that tells them that you listened to them, whether that was in their discovery call or whether that was through, you know, email correspondence or you looked into the brand. Give them the, and it's not even really an illusion, but let them believe that you truly care about the brand and you really want to work on this. That can show through your proposal. All right, number three is going to be that social proof is king or queen. If we're in a land of ladies, it's queen. So most prospects want to know that you've done what you've done before and achieved good, if not great results for the clients you've done those services for. So my suggestion here is to have a place on your website or Instagram or wherever you market that, that showcases client testimonials, case studies, portfolio pieces, any of these work major tip here is make sure you include links to the case studies or to the portfolio and the testimonials somewhere in the proposal. Because what that does is reinforces this like, hey, they liked the work I did and the results are there. I can do these things for you too. It reinforces that. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, I don't have that. I'm just getting started. That's okay. What you can do instead is showcase dummy work you've done. So if you want to draw up a fake project and do that, uh, if you're more of like a visual person, like a website or a graphic designer, that's a great way to go ahead and get some like visual representation of what you're able to do or use yourself as a case study. I think that we are our biggest case studies and if you've been able to grow your business through web design, through social media marketing, whatever, and you want to use yourself as that biggest case study, I think that's freaking awesome. So go for it. Okay, number four is going to be to not neglect the follow-up process. So this is where I see a lot of loss, if there's any at all, is like you've done all of this leading up to this point and then you don't follow up with them. Following up with a prospect is literally key to closing. It's not eager. It's not pushy. It's staying in front, in front of the bus, is that a thing? But it's staying like front of mind for them to make a decision to work with you. My suggestion is within 24 hours of sending the proposal, you send a follow-up if you haven't heard from them. And there is different protocol for this going forward from there, but be persistent and you'll notice that, you know, there'll be that correspondence there in one way, shape or form. And yeah, so that's number four. (laughs) Number five is when you get the gut feeling that it may not be a good fit, don't be afraid to walk away. I want to tell a little story around this to hopefully inspire you. So I used to take on projects left and right. I didn't care who the person was. I was like, it's money. It's ex-. Not that it's just money, but like I was like, it's experience. We don't have a lot of experience in that field. If we tap into that industry, we can get more. So I looked at it more as like a learning experience to work with clients who maybe I wasn't necessarily jazzed up about. But nine times out of 10, I ended up hating the project so much. So again, we were taking business just like left and right this particular client came along and she was in the wellness space. And I was like, oh, this is great. We've done a lot of stuff in the wellness space. But she had more of like a speaker lean to her. And we hadn't worked with a lot of speakers. And I was like, okay, well, you know, we can give this a shot. She needed messaging and two new websites for her brand. And I was like, great, let's put together a proposal. We put together a proposal. We get on a call to review it. And we're like not even three sentences into the proposal. And she's starting to pick everything apart. Now, mind you, this was not the first proposal we've ever sent. It was probably the 100th. We have this down pat. And not once had a client ever done this to us. Just like absolutely started to pick it apart on the phone call. And so we got halfway through and I was just like, you know what? I almost said her name out loud. (laughs) We're going to keep that confidential. I said to her, I was like, you know, I just don't think this is going to be a good fit. I have some recommendations for you, but I don't think this is going to be a good fit. And I, I sent her the proposal after the fact, and then I sent her an email saying the same thing. And she actually responded and was like, You know, I agree. Thank you so much for your time. But get this one week later, she shows up at my office with a box of chocolates and a plant to apologize to me for how rude she was during our call and asking for an opportunity to work together, asking for that second chance. So, I hope she's not listening to this. (laughs) But what I did was I thought, okay, she's a challenging client. It's going to take more time to deal with this person, but I am passionate about the project itself. So I raised the price by 50% and she signed. So, I mean, that could have gone two ways, right? That she could have just said goodbye, whatever. But I wasn't afraid to walk away From a big project because I didn't feel like it aligned. I was like, you know what, this is gonna be really challenging and I just don't think it's worth it. And I don't think I can meet her expectations because a lot. (laughs) So don't be afraid to walk away. Trust that it wasn't meant to be and welcome the opportunity for the right clients to come along. That's really the takeaway there. And not to mention, this could also happen in reverse. So if that prospect walks away, they had a gut feeling of their own. So whether their own insecurities or objections or they didn't feel like it would be a good fit, I want to remind you that not everyone out there who needs what you have to offer is going to be a good fit for you. So allow these moments and be grateful for them. Be grateful that this person walked away. It probably meant it was not meant to be. So basically, I'm trying to normalize only working with people who fill your cup. Make you feel all hell yesy <laughs> about doing the work you do for them and nothing less. So yeah, these are my five tips. I want to recap them again real quick. So the first one is feel good, feel really good about what you have to offer. My second is make your life easier and have a foolproof way of getting proposals and information to your prospects. Number three is that social proof is king and do not be afraid. To include case studies, portfolio, and testimonials in your proposal and sprinkled throughout all of your marketing channels. Number four, don't neglect the follow-up process. Make sure you follow up with your prospects after you've sent them information. And number five is when you get the gut feeling that it may not be a good fit, do not be afraid to walk away. (laughs) All right guys, so That's all I've got for you today. I really hope you enjoyed this. With that said, I have to give another shout out to the Smooth Scaling Club that we launched earlier this month. It's like a support group on steroids, (laughs) support group for each other and from the captains, myself included, and monthly tangible resources to get you growing and scaling more smoothly on your way to six figures plus. So like six figures and then some. But really the community is a great place because if you're dealing with issues like this and you're feeling down and out about some things, this is a support community for that. And not only that, like we are cultivating a referral land is what I like to call it. And so you have this amazing opportunity to not only get the support and feedback you need and have access to custom monthly live trainings and tangible resources, but you have this community Of people who you can pull from and work with based on your needs as well and and vice versa. Like, it's a great way to get business. So, I will drop a link in the show notes to the page and we have such an amazing group of ladies signed up already. Like, I cannot wait to get kicked off. It's going to be so much fun. But with that said, link in show notes and I will see you all on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.